The IDP Pros Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app today. Use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making Sparter Bets today. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. Happy week one, everyone. Uh, Good to have everyone back. I am joined this week, as is tradition, every week, with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, the man, the myth, the legend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, what's up, man? Oh, man, I'm just trying to get all the triage. This has been a killer, killer first week, man. Yeah, it's not good. We were talking about this before we hit record, and modern NFL, just not great. Big men moving fast, hurting each other, extra games in the season, less preseason, lots of injuries, not good. It's serious business now, and this is just going to clutter everything. Just imagine all these backups or whatever is going to come into play next week. I'll tell you, the best advice I got that I could give anybody at this point is for the next three to four weeks, you just kind of roll with the punches and you better be flexible. They still got a couple of weeks here before they even hit their strides. You know, they haven't had the game play during preseason. And the ones that you do see overachieving right now, and hopefully a lot of these guys aren't overachieving either, but a lot of these guys, they actually played the entire freaking preseason or a lot of it. Same as everywhere. We got some adjusting to do. But with that being said, let's get into it. Like Gary said, there are a ton of injuries this week. We're just going to cover them as they occur. We're going to go down each game here. We'll start with Detroit KC Thursday night game last week. Just got some basic notes here, and then we'll discuss. So things that stood out, Tracy Walker, starting safety traditionally for the Lions, only played special teams. Uh, We discussed that with uh, Sebastian last week as to the reason why perhaps uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, big linebacker from last year, only 22% of snaps. Alex Anzalone, linebacker, played 94%. Derek Barnes, 42%. Jack Campbell, the uh, rookie that everyone loves, only 38%. 
Beyond that, for KC, Brian Cook, safety, 100% of snaps. Mike Edwards only played 23%. Furious George Karloftis, 84%. Mike Dana, 86% on the defensive line. And then for linebackers for KC, Nick Bolton, 96% of snaps. Willie Gay, 67%. And Drew Tranquil, 19%. Brutal. Gary, any of this stand out to you? The first thing I want to say is Chris Jones was up in those stands, you know, watching the game. And he's thinking, okay, these guys actually aren't doing too bad here. <laughs> and kudos to Carlophilus and the old veteran Dana for getting into Detroit's business there. It is, again, preseason. But the Lions last year had a formidable line on the inside, to believe it or not. So Chris Jones probably thinking, man, they're not going to ask me to come back early. <laughs> I will be sitting here until week eight. So probably decided to sign that contract. They all like, oh, I'm kidding, man. I'm, I'm probably bullshitting, right? They paid his ass big. Yeah, I didn't see the numbers, but that is probably the biggest news today. Chris Jones uh, is coming back. Yes. He, d- he he did sign a one-year deal, so that's that's pretty big. Um, God knows they need it, right? Right. And then over on the Detroit side of the ball, I mean, oh, hello, Derek Barnes. Everybody just needs to be aware of the fact he didn't play, but like 50% of the snaps. Alex Anzalo, he was playing more of the weak side type inside linebacker and uh they had Campbell out there too. So that's that's a pretty deep rotation. I suggest if you're going to go after Derek Barnes, you make sure you understand that he's not a full-time guy and that production is going to be tough to come by next week. Rule of thumb, wait three weeks. You know, At least let's see two and let's see him overachieve with that same kind of uh, snap count. That is a good call. Plus, I, I'm willing to bet that's the type of thing that as the year progresses, Campbell eats more of those snaps as Barnes kind of fades out. But uh, that's a great rule, rule of three. I like that. And with Branch, you got to put it, apply that too until we figure out for sure if he's replaced Walker because of the injury or whatever's going on behind the scenes there. Right. More to be revealed here uh, for both teams, for sure. So we'll keep an eye on that. But those are the early reports out of Detroit and KC. Let's move along to Carolina, Atlanta, uh, starting with the one o'clock games this last Sunday. So starting with the Panthers, Shaq Thompson played 100 percent of snaps at linebacker. We expected that. Luvu paid 100 percent of snaps. We may not have expected that. The big surprise for me, though, is Jeremy Chin, only 73 percent of snaps. That's not great. Xavier Woods at safety, 81 percent. Von Bell, 100 percent. Also for Carolina, Brian Burns and Derek Brown played 96% of snaps each. That's a shit ton for the defensive line. That's awesome. For the Falcons, Jesse Bates, massive game, played 94% of snaps. Uh, Richie Grant, 100%. Caden Ellis at linebacker, 100%. Troy Anderson, 99%. So so not a lot of surprises. I'll tell you, uh, Derek Brown makes me nervous because he had a hell of a game somehow. Just be aware if you're going to go fetching after those types of players at this point of the season that has inconsistency from last year. He's he's not done this in the past. Consistently is what I'm trying to say. And I would just, if you pick him up, make sure you just, you're desperate or you got bench space to make sure that it's real. Again, rule of thumb, in my opinion, and there's only a handful of players like that that I throw that kind of warning out on, but uh, he's definitely one of them. Bates, yes, Bates had a we 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 knew that. We figured that he would be pretty busy this year. I thought it was pretty interesting that uh Troy Anderson had a better game than Ellis. 
and then Rashad Evans, I guess, is re-signing with the team or signed to the practice squad or such. Uh, oh, he, he went to the Eagles, Eagles today. Well, that didn't change anything. That makes more sense now. So when you um, look at it, it's early. And referring to the interior defensive line, the guy that was with the Saints and now he's with Atlanta. Anyamada, I believe. Anyamada, that's it. And and now I'm sure he's getting drug tests today because the last time he had a good gig <laughs> in New Orleans and he was blowing things up, they busted him for taking some steroids or something, right? I, he's actually their nose tackle. He's listed on their website and amongst everything that I can find. I think that's an outlier game. That's another guy I'd just like to throw a warning out on. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on Derek Brown. He He's a good, if you've got defensive tackle specific slots in your league, that's where he makes sense as the D-line guy. Not as much. He wasn't super consistent last year. That playing time sure as heck went up, though, so that's a good thing to see. Availability is the best ability. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action all this season with DraftKings. DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by GameTime. You ever been stressed out trying to buy tickets, trying to hunt them down at the last second, looking for the best price, competing with other buyers for a popular event? Well, buying tickets to your favorite event doesn't have to be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I was browsing through the Game Time app this morning looking for Jets tickets for later this season, and I saw that they have a ton of flash deals on last-minute tickets. Everything's easy to find. They have great images of the seat views, and I love their lowest price guarantee. This is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for many reasons. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phones so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress using GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All righty, let's move it on to Baltimore-Houston where we definitely got some news, starting with Jalen Petrie, who had a lung contusion and was coughing up blood all over the freaking field. So Sebastian hopefully is going to hook us up with a video on this. I, what I read was a one-to-two-week uh, thing here. It looks like MJ Stewart is the direct replacement at safety for Petrie. He played when Petrie came out. He had five combined tackles. So that's a waiver wire move for you for the duration of the Petrie injury. 
probably deeper leagues only. Rest of the stuff here for Houston, Denzel Perryman, linebacker, 95% of snaps. Christian Harris, 72% of snaps, so a little bit interesting there. Will Anderson, the, the big IDP rookie, 75% of snaps, had some pressures, looked okay, didn't land anything, but that's that's going to happen at some point. Heading on over to Baltimore, Roquan and Patrick Queen, 100% of snaps both, and they both looked pretty good. Marcus Williams, safety Ravens, done for many, many months with a torn pectoral. R. Darius Washington is the direct replacement. He had six combined tackles, a sack, and a pass defense. Not too bad. Uh, so there's a waiver wire move there. And then for the pass rush for the Ravens, Adafe Owe, 64% as the leader, and Clowney with 60%. Anything on Baltimore or Houston? Well, it was nice to see a little bit of a pass rush come out of somebody over there. That, that was nice. And we we expected to see, I think we made this call a few times over this past year, talking about how Kyle Hamilton's hot and the safeties. And, and when you got Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith in front of that secondary, there's not much left. Patrick Queen has basically been put into the position that he should have been in the first place. They figured it out. That's the best thing they could have done was pair those two dudes up. So uh, I don't think it's going to get any better necessarily for the secondary. I, I did notice that uh, Brandon Stevens resurfaced as they play at cornerback where he used to play safety. So probably on some waiver wires out there. And it might be an interesting pickup. Might have to check out Johnny's cornerback corner later on here in the week. Yeah, I love your point there on Kyle Hamilton. So how many guys did we have on this summer that were running the Hamilton hype train? And that convinced me to get a few shares, right? Because I figured, you know, all these people can't be wrong. I'm starting to have my doubts a little bit. I think this week's going to tell the tale because they've got Cincy. They're going to Cincy. Cincy's coming off a loss. That's a top 10 passing offense. Uh, it's a great overall offense. If they don't put up, if Kyle Hamilton doesn't put up a good box score against this Cincinnati team, I'm going to start to freak out a little bit. But you made a really good point. There ain't going to be much there when you got Roquan and Patrick Green in front of them. I mean, there's only so much production to go around, and all of a sudden you got a guy up front getting something too. So welcome to the league, Mr. Will Anderson. I mean, kudos. And this is the part that sucks when you avoid rookies. But, hey. I'm going to get plenty of shares of this cat next year. Yeah, he, he did look good. He did have some good playing time. I, I think the production's coming, that's for sure. But moving on to Cincy and Cleveland. So we're going to start with the Bengals. Logan Wilson, linebacker, 100% of snaps. We expected that. Jermaine Pratt, 89%. That's a bit of a bump. He's usually high 70s, mid 70s. So that, that was nice. Safety situation. We've been wondering about that for Cincy all offseason. It's Dax Hill. 99% of snaps, and Nick Scott, 97% of snaps. Jordan Battle barely touched the field. That could change over time, but that's what we got for now. Other things that stuck out uh, over on the Cleveland side, Grant Delpit, 98% of snaps. Rodney McLeod came in since uh, Juan Thornhill was inactive for week one. Uh, so that's a waiver wire move that's dependent on Thornhill being out. Cleveland linebacker situation, still an absolute dumpster fire shit show. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Awusi-Koromoa, right. 77%. Anthony Walker, 59%. Taki Taki, 41%. Just horrendous. But then uh, on the pass rush, Miles Garrett, 77%. Zedaria Smith, 66% of snaps. And those guys got to rest because they blew the doors off of the Bengals. So that looked real good. 
Well, I'm kind of regretting all those little dotted shares of uh, Thomason within the interior defensive line for the Browns. Uh, I really had high hopes for him. It didn't go that well this week. Hopefully he can bounce back. Maybe it will be worth something in those DT required leagues, really deep, deep D-gen type leagues. You're probably not going to get much else out of that guy at this point. But I was hoping. Oh, yeah, the shit show we call the Cleveland Browns linebackers. Didn't have our hopes up to begin with. I mean, I don't think we did. So I would hope that most people aren't shocked at what we had there because it's almost exactly what we had last year where even JOK didn't really produce anything. Of course, uh, got to love Delpit. Yeah, Delpit had a great game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I watched that game, man, because I actually had money on Thomas and getting a quarter of a sack. That's all right. I lost that one, but I made some money on Granderson. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm not shocked to see Pratt produced. I was shocked to see 89% like you. <laughs> I, I was just thinking it was going to be an outlier game at around 80%. So uh, you got to put them on notice if that consistently stays this year for some reason. That would be the case. We we need to see it. We need to see the consistency, throw that in there. But he's definitely, if he does, he could become a really solid standard league option. That's not real good news for Logan Wilson because Logan Wilson didn't look all that good during that game, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it could be a game script thing. They were up against Cleveland that loves to run the ball. But, man, he looked great. Uh, Pratt looked great. He had a massive game this week. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. All right, let's move on to Jags-Colts. We're going to start with Jacksonville. So at safety status quo, Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins both played 100% of snaps. Looking good there. At linebacker, it was Foya Lucan with 100% of snaps. Devin Lloyd with 100% of snaps. Chad Muma, nowhere to be seen. Special teams only. Heading on over to the pass rush, Trayvon Walker, 85%. Josh Allen, 79% of snaps. Uh, Really good game for Josh Allen in week one. Uh, so everything about the same as we saw last year for Jacksonville. On the Colts, we had the safeties that we were trying to figure out most of the offseason. It is confirmed. It's Rodney Thomas and Julian Blackman. Both played 100% of snaps. Yeah, both of them got nothing. Normal. But, uh, yeah, there were some questions on that in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, linebacker, another sticky spot for the Colts. <laughs> so Zaire Franklin, 100%. Shaq Leonard, 86%. EJ Speed, 41% of snaps. Very strange there. We'll get to that in a second. And then on the defensive line, Buckner and Grover Stewart, 67 and 66% of snaps. Looking good there. And Quiddy Pay, 66% of snaps. Led the entire pass rush rotation. Well, Pay looks like he might be that breakout we all thought he was last year uh, until he got hurt early on and then kind of struggled through the rest of the season. Mr. Buckner got him a big old present, didn't he? I think I've seen that he got a touchdown. Grover Stewart, man, a lot of people were letting his cat slide in some of these best balls I was in this past year. He was solid last year. I think he's going to continue to be solid. Coming off a concussion or whatever, speed snaps will probably go back down. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think it was just, uh, like you said, ease him back in because he breaks often. So, you know, you don't want to mm-hmm. give him every snap right yeah. away. Devin Lloyd at 100%. Man, I don't think he actually recorded shit for stats, if I remember right in a blurb. But uh, Mr. Siska did the safety, man. That was that was nice to see. He was leading towards that towards the end of last year. So his improvement might be the reason we didn't see much of Muma. Yep. Yeah. Cisco, huge game this past week. Um, 
lot of stuff we expected, some stuff we didn't. I, personally, in deeper leagues, I'm still holding on to EJ Speed. I think it's just a matter of time before he ends up being the other guy there with another Leonard injury, but we'll see. Perfect point. It's like a handcuff for a running back, and those points matter. If Speed steps in there, we already know whoever steps in next to Franklin is still going to be a LB1, just probably yep. a little one. Right. Last year, it was Okariki and Franklin. They were both LB1. All righty. So that's Jags and Colts. And just for all our listeners out there, just so you guys know, this year we are exclusively pulling our snap counts from the IDP Guys snap count tool over at idpguys.org. We have a long history of working with those fine folks. Um, That's where I got my start in the industry. One of my very best friends is uh, the owner over there. Uh, They have an excellent snap tool, so we're going to be utilizing that this year. You guys should check it out if you want to get those snap counts early. Gary, have you had a chance to look at that yet? I've got it open right now. (laughs) What else would I be using? Everyone should be visiting the SGPN merch store as well. The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool and get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to create more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their Fantasy Pick'em game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, and then do what you normally do on your Sundays, spend them watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. My favorite underdog week two pick on line is Justin Jefferson over his receiving yards number. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Let's move on to Bucks Vikings. Interesting game here. Uh, Baker Mayfield gets it done uh, over on the Tampa Bay side of things. Ryan Neal, 100% of snaps, decent game. Antoine Winfield, 98%. The two safeties about as uh, normal, what we expected. Uh, Levante David did suffer an injury. Uh, He's in concussion protocol, unlikely to play this week. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, There's always a chance. But they're pretty strict about that these days. Servocia Dennis is the waiver wire move if Levante David's out. It would only be a very short-term thing because it's a concussion, I believe. So just keep an eye on that. Devin White, 98% of snaps. Levante David, 95% before that injury. On the pass rush for the Bucks, Shaq Barrett, 61% of snaps. Logan Hall, 62%. Then it falls off a cliff. Over for the Vikings, a little bit of surprise at safety. Cameron Bynum's back, 99% of snaps. Harrison Smith, 96%. And then at linebacker, one of the biggest surprises of the day. 
not Jordan Hicks in his 97% of snaps, but Ivan Pace in his 68% where Ryan Asamoa got only 3%. Gary, what the hell? I don't know, man, but I missed that whole announcement because I never dreamed Pace was going to start. I never seen no indications whatsoever. I'd had that shit changed in my start set article. Been screaming it. And of course, that was the uh, Azamoa was the guy I chose to put out my breakout rankings with just last week. And that guy's image is smack dab in the middle of the ranking I put out. He's the only bust on the list, man. Only bust on the list. Well, you could call a full bust. It happens, man. You, you do this shit long enough, you get stuff wrong all the time. But we get more right than we get wrong. So that's what matters. It was nice to see Cannon Bynum do what he did. So let's see. Let's see what he does for the next two to three weeks, though. But it is encouraging. They, I guess sin just sucks. But uh, I want to give a shout out if for anybody that used to catch me with Craig on the manager's pod. Uh, you know, I like to dot in that conversation about Anthony Nelson, or maybe we've done it here on the players pod. Dude got 40% of the snaps. I know Shaq Barrett's just getting broken. You know, he's coming off this injury and such. Kind of a handcuff, but not worth going and picking up or anything like that. But if that would be if maybe either defensive end or outside linebacker uh, would get hurt for Tampa Bay. Right. We've got guys we have our eyes on for when the injury Grim Reaper comes a knocking, which he already is. So, Well, I guess Mr. Winfield made a statement. Ryan Neal didn't do too bad. We're on course with that. And I, I kind of figure that's going to balance out. I'm not sure if we're going to see Winfield <laughs> always out producing everybody. Of course, if you got Levante David out, there's a possibility this coming week that both these guys light this up. Right, right. And I think that's a big reason why Devin White went so crazy, too, because normally if he has a big week, there's a sack involved. I don't believe he had a sack this week. I think it was just a couple extra snaps, some extra tackles, but whatever. However it pans out, we'll we'll stay on top of it. And uh, Davenport was also inactive for the Vikings this week. So uh, Daniel Hunter saw a little bit of an uptick with 85% of snaps played on the defensive line. When did they scratch Davenport? Last second. It, yeah, it, during, okay. Yeah, right. yep. That threw me for a loop. I'm like, damn, it's just like good old days. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I, I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their No Dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the Dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dirty O IDP Throwdown. I'm your host, Axton Harding, here with my lovely co host. IDP Jake or at late round DB on Twitter. Uh, we're here to give you our week two picks. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to Jake and let him get underway. 
yeah, we're going to jump right into it with defensive tackle DeForest Buckner. Um, you probably all saw the huge play, the sack strip recovery for a touchdown uh, last or this week here. Uh, but guess what? I think he's in for more of that, taking on the Houston Texans with their weak interior rookies on the inside. I expect a lot more big plays from Defoe here in week two. At defensive end, I got Aiden Hutchinson. Stat sheet didn't look great against the Chiefs this last week, but man, oh man, was he just wrecking that line. You know, there's a whole thing with how Juwan Taylor was lining up and all that jazz. I mean, he was just doing his thing. The Seahawks are a very advantageous matchup. I think he takes advantage of it, comes out with a super strong week too. Uh, at linebacker, I got Devondre Campbell. Quiet seven tackles, four solos this week. Uh, but really, this is all about against the run-happy Atlanta Falcons. This is going to be just a feast for him and Quay Walker, but specifically Devondre this week. I think he's going to just have oodles of tackles here in week two, um, maybe even a little splash play in there for us. Lastly, at defensive back, I got Kyle Duggar. Miami showed us they're ready to fully air it out here with 45 pass attempts for Tua. And Duggar finally showing us that he can get a full complement of snaps, 100% snap count and great alignment here in week one. So, again, another just large pileup of tackles, I think, are in store for Kyle Duggar here in week two. Man, after week one, I'm scared to go up against you in week two. You had a good <laughs> week one so far. We're not quite finished here yet, but I'll dive right into my picks for week two. Quarterback, I, I went ahead and picked Daniel Jones against the Arizona Cardinals. That's a good matchup this week, especially for a quarterback position. Daniel Jones, I think, could, could take advantage on the ground as well as the air. And this one, he didn't seem to look too bad. He had a pretty good season last year, so I think he's got a good position to take advantage of uh, the Cardinals. He's averaged about 200 passing yards a game, less than a touchdown last year. So get one touchdown through the air, throw for 200 yards, and we got a point there. So on to the running back. Went ahead and chose Antonio Gibson this week specifically because in uh, week one, he got minimal usage, it seemed like. Three rushes for nine yards, one reception for 10 yards. I think that there's only uh, an arrow going up for him in the next week. I think he's too valuable for this offense not to use him. He was too effective last year, so I think this, there's no way we can't reach those averages this next week. So moving on to wide receiver, I went ahead and chose Elijah Moore. I like his usage from what I saw today uh, in the Browns-Cincy game. He led all receivers in targets with 43 receiving yards on three or four passes. He's I think they got big plans for him this year. So up against Pittsburgh and exploitable uh, defense, uh, secondary especially, I think Elijah Moore's talented and can really take advantage and up that, that number from 43 that's my pick for wide receiver tight end. I went ahead and chose Gerald Everett against the Tennessee Titans. Last year, he averaged 35 yards a game. I don't believe he even got that in week one. I haven't really got a chance to dive into too many of the stats just quite yet for those three o'clock games. But I like his matchup against Tennessee next week. So I'm going to lock him in to get over 35 yards in that one. So there's our 30-0 IDP throwdown for week two. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You gotta. I I hate it because I have to refresh the Twitter feed and check in actives all the way until the balls are kicked off because you never know when that shit's gonna happen. It's so annoying. What's up, guys? SGPN Football Doc here, and today we're talking about the top three IDP injuries from Week One. Let's get it started with Houston Texans safety Jalen Petrie. This injury was a little bit scary to talk about here. So he went in for a tackle against the Ravens. It really didn't look like much, but then he was ruled out of the game and reportedly coughing up blood. He was rushed to the hospital where he was diagnosed with bruised lungs. Thankfully, it was nothing too serious. They did keep him overnight, mostly for precautionary reasons, just to keep an eye on him. But he was released in the morning and is back with the team. Now, bruised lungs, this is something that can take more one to about four weeks. The good news is it's week to week, not months to month. 
So there shouldn't be a season-ending injury for Jalen Petrie. Now let's go ahead to Steelers defensive lineman Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward got injured in the game with a groin injury. He tried to return, was only able to go for one play, and then had to take himself out. Unfortunately, they're reporting that it's going to be a pretty severe injury where he's going to be missing weeks. This tells me it's likely a grade two injury where the normal recovery timeline is six to eight weeks. This is a situation where the Steelers may have to put one of their best linemen on the IR. That's a big loss for the inside of that line there. Then let's go ahead and finish it up with Eagles rookie N'Kobe Dean. Linebacker who was getting a lot of hype coming out of camp. Unfortunately, went down in the first game of the season. Uh, it was a foot injury where there was initial scare that it was something season-ending like a Liz Frank or something like that. But it is a report that he's only expected to miss about a month. He can also wind up on the IR, but again, not season-ending for Dean. But he will be missing at least the several weeks, at least a month there. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow for more. All right, let's move on to Titan Saints. Uh, we'll start with Tennessee. So as is tradition, Kevin Biard played 100% of snaps, had a decent game. Monty Hooker, other safety, 83%. At linebacker, Aziz Alshair, 98% of snaps, but a very quiet box score. I'm not too worried. He's got the playing time. Uh, other uh, linebacker for the Titans, though, uh, Mr. Gibbons, Jack Gibbons, 65% of snaps. Jeffrey Simmons, 95%, landed a sack, I believe. Harold Landry, 88%. Danico Autry, 57%. Arden Key, 55%. So quite a rotation beyond the two studs there for the Titans. Over on the Saints, it's safety. Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, 100%. That's normal. Marcus May, 100%. That's normal. At linebacker, Demario Davis, 100% of snaps. That's normal. Pete Werner, 100% of snaps. That's the first time I've seen that, I think, ever. It's usually 80-ish percent. That's, that's <laughs> been a while. Good. Been a while, yep. And then uh, last but not least, defensive line for the Saints. Cam Jordan, 86% of snaps. It's about normal. Carl Granderson, 75% massive game. Looks like we're right on that so far. And then the yep. rookie hype, Brian Brees, only 41% quiet first game. Thoughts on this one? Oh yeah, man. I was, I was lit up seeing this matchup for Carl Granderson coming into the season or into the first week. I, I just knew he was going to blow up. So yeah, I made me a little cash on DraftKings, man. And his uh, odds were like plus 220 or something. So I tripled my money. Yeah. That one made it a good week. So anyhow, I think it's pretty well status quo with the rest of the saints on the other side of the ball. I can't really think of anything that stands out. Not really. People are pissed about Aziz Alshair, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. Right. He, pl- he played 98% of snaps. Not every week is going to be an amazing box score. Game flow, game script, opposing offense, all that shit has something to do with the equation. And it, he just wasn't in the right place at the right time this week. And you know, somewhere, somewhere out there, somebody's going to drop him and pick up Jack Gibbons that played 65% of the snaps just because you don't know, you know, I'm right. not, you're laughing. It's, you know, but it's true. I thought, <laughs> I thought of it. We're sick people. I know, but either way, there's, there's going to be at least one person, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, Gibbons did have a solid game according to what I was reading and everything. So, I mean, he's the run stopper and he must've stopped the run a lot. Yeah, I'm not too worried. This will this will work itself out. But you're absolutely right. There's going to be overreactions. Uh, if if someone let me down, the first thing I'm looking at is did they play enough? And if the answer is yes, then I'm going to give them another chance. So well, they have to remember too. He's wearing the green dot. 
not Gibbons, Alishazir, is wearing the green dot. So he's also running a defense, a new defense. He's not played before, but it's similar to what he knows, I guess. You know, he, he's the captain. So he's also trying to make sure everybody else is in the right spot. We've seen this happen before. It's a slow start. Once he gets the hang of it, gets more comfortable, he'll be fine. And if you were like drafting him in the top 10, that was a mistake to begin with. So, but you know, we've had a lot of love out there. Sometimes that love gets carried away, but he he's definitely still got a high ceiling for the rest of the season at this point. Yep, I agree completely. 49ers, Steelers, complete and total bloodbath from start to finish. Steelers didn't even know they were playing a game until the third quarter. Uh, let's start with the 49ers. At safety, Hafunga, 100% of snaps, really nice game. Tayshawn Gibson, 100% of snaps, not not as nice. I don't know. I didn't really look. I don't have much of him. Linebacker, exactly as we expected. Fred Warner, 100%. Dre Greenlaw, 97%. That looks good. On the defensive line, Javon Hargrave, 67% of snaps. We got to remember, too, these guys might have rested a little bit because this one was over by halftime. Eric Armstead, 65% of snaps. Uh, Nick Bosa, only 56%. I think, you know, he skipped most of, if not all, of training camp. Uh, they eased him back into things. It was a blowout victory. I'm not worried about that. Drake Jackson, 44%. That does concern me a little bit because he had a ton of sacks and everyone's very high on him, but he's playing less than half the snaps. We'll see if that holds, if that goes up a little bit, etc. Over on the Steelers, Minka, 100% of snaps. Other safety, Demonte KZ, 72%, and Keanu Neal, 49%. That's a bit of a mess. Linebacker, also a mess. Uh, Cole Holcomb, 78%. Quan Alexander, 69%. Alandon Roberts, 43%. Yikes. And then on the defensive line, TJ Watt, 71% of snaps. Alex Highsmith, 72%. Cameron Hayward injured and out for multiple months, quote-unquote. Keanu Benton was the direct replacement, but Keanu Benton is not Cameron Hayward, so don't even bother. Just wait for Hayward to come back or grab someone else. Let's move on to Cardinals commanders. So uh, we'll start with the uh, Arizona side of things. Buda Baker at safety, 100% of snaps. That's normal. Jalen Thompson, 99%. That's normal. Kavon Wallace as a third safety or perhaps a corner that's designated as a safety, 70% of snaps. That's interesting. Uh, at linebacker, Kazir White, 100% of snaps. That's nice. Josh Woods, 55%. That's interesting. Zayvon Collins on the defensive line, only 59% of snaps. That's a little bit less than I expected. And then for the commanders, uh, both Curl and Derek Forrest played 100% of snaps at safety. Jatavis Martin, their draft pick with lots of draft capital, only played special teams. Cody Farton Barton, 100% of snaps at linebacker. And Jamin Davis, 65%. This has got the people out panicking with pitchforks and torches and shit me included because i have a lot of jamin davis so we'll see what happens there and then on the defensive line uh normal montez sweat 82 percent jonathan allen 92 percent deron Payne, 81 percent i'm glad i don't have a lot of jamin davis at the moment but i'm sure something's gotta kind of give i don't know cody barton and that that's that's a hell of a combination i didn't want nothing to do with either one of them to tell you the truth unless it was like a super late or good deal so that's i do want to bring up one thing saving collins i believe was outproduced by the opposite defensive end i think his name is dennis gardak okay i want to tell you a little bit about this guy if you're interested in the in deep league shit right 
So this dude's been like a four-year journeyman, underdrafted kind of guy, special teams age for him. They've actually made him like captain for the last couple of years, even though he's only been a special teamer for the most part as a backup. He has had a great camp. I remember seeing blurbs the whole offseason, and uh, he delivered here. I like this. Keep an eye on this kid. Put a put a pin in this because he's got a couple of interesting matchups. So if I remember right, they're not actually like really cheesecake easy. So if he overachieves any, he may have some value here. Yeah, we'll be looking out for those diamonds in the rough, no doubt there. Um, yeah, the thing that sticks out to me is Cody Barton is a journeyman and hasn't been able to really, besides that one year in Seattle, latch onto a starting role. Jamin Davis has got all this draft capital. I have no idea why these snap counts aren't reversed, but it's week one. There's plenty of football to be played. We'll see what happens. Move along to Bears Packers. Uh, so let's start with the Packers. Uh, we were monitoring the safety situation all off season. Most of us had no idea how the hell it was going to turn out. It looks like Kyle B had it right though. Rudy Ford was the starter with 93% of snaps played. Jonathan Owens, only 19% wild, uh, Darnell mm-hmm. Savage, 81% of snaps is the other safety. Uh, At linebacker, we need to take these numbers with a grain of salt because this was a blowout victory. These guys got to rest. Devondre Campbell, 74% of snaps. Quay Walker, 66%. Quay Walker, isn't he hurt? I think I've seen a blurb where he's hurt. Yeah, okay, and Gary just made an excellent point. Totally missed this. It looks like Quay Walker may have picked up a concussion during that game, so he'll be be in the protocol. He does have a chance to clear because they don't have an early game this week, but who the heck is the backup there? Is it McDuffie? It is. Last time I've seen it. Yeah, that would make sense. So McDuffie has the direct. That's probably like a one-week thing, and we're so early in the season, you probably don't need to do that yet, but uh, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, On the defensive line for the Packers, uh, the rookie, Van Ness, getting 47% of snaps in week one. That's interesting. Preston Smith only getting 47%. Rashawn Gary on the pitch count at 16%. Kenny Clark at 51%. Heading on over to the Bears, Tremaine Edmonds, 100% of snaps at linebacker. TJ Edwards, 98% of snaps at linebacker. Jack Sanborn, 32%. He's still around. And then at safety, Skid Marks Jackson, Eddie Jackson, 100% of snaps at safety. Jaquan Brisker, 95%. And then on the defensive line, I, I thought this was interesting. Demarcus Walker, 78% of snaps. Uh-huh. And, and Yannick, 68%. And Yannick showed up, you know, with that. And it's kind of like throwing out a warning because he's going to be a hot commodity on the waiver wire. This is another dude who has trouble with consistency. So beware. Don't get too excited about this right off the top because he's let a few people down, you know. Uh, he's had a couple of decent seasons or a couple of decent stretches, but, yeah, he's not put it all together. So I got to I gotta put that tag on him. The rest of it, I believe you covered. I'll just throw in, hey, I, I was reading a lot about these blurs about Savage turning it around and, like, being bigger producer on this defense. Something to keep your eye on because that dude is definitely on a huge amount of white waters out there. Dude. So I got the game on that. You can cut this out, but I got the game on the little phone over here. And so Zach Wilson comes in after Rogers is injured. He throws an interception and they do the camera shot of the crowd. And this guy goes, does double middle fingers to the camera. 
and it's on ESPN, and they couldn't cut away in time. <laughs> well, I'm not cutting that out. Yeah, Let leave it. Cut it away. Right. <laughs> All right, good stuff there. Let's head over to the Raiders Broncos. Uh, let's start with Las Vegas. We're interesting. I think this is interesting. Robert Spillane, a hundred percent of snaps at linebacker. That is even better than we thought it would be. Divine Diablo, 94% is the second linebacker there. That's real interesting. Uh, at safety, Marcus Epps, 100% of snaps. We expected that. Trayvon Morigs, uh 92%. That's about normal. On the defensive line, Max Crosby, 98% of snaps. Unreal. Uh, Tyree Wilson, 50% of snaps, the rookie, but that's without Chandler Jones. We need to remember that. That'll probably go down significantly when Jones gets back. Uh, over on the Broncos, Justin Simmons, 100% of snaps at safety, as is tradition. Caden Stearns injured and out for the year, so that locks in Kareem Jackson as the other safety at 93% of snaps last week. Uh, at linebacker, Josie Jewell, 95%. Alex Singleton, 90%. That's great playing time for the King. And then on the defensive line, Zach Allen, 90% of snaps. Randy Gregory, 68%. And Frank Clark, only 42%. What do you think? It's not surprising we didn't get any clarity out of Randy Gregory or Frank Clark. I mean, we were we really expecting something to be clear and not a pile of shit in Denver off the edge. But Zach Allen, hey, man, go get, go. If you ain't got him, go get some. He's definitely the better guy right now to target across here. And there's that Singleton snap count that I was hoping to see when it come with the signing. You don't pay a dude that kind of money to stand on the on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. He was getting those tackle numbers with 75, 80% last year and the year before. If we get that extra 10% over the course of 10 games, that's an extra game right there mm -hmm. a worth of tackles that's incredible that's awesome and then Spillane does that surprise you at all that he's playing more than Diablo actually on my breakout rankings that I put I believe he was first second I think he was the bottom where I kind of started on a standard tier uh he was on there I didn't know that he was going to get 100% of the freaking snaps I did know he was wearing the green dot I did figure that out Let's look at Dolphins Chargers, uh, starting with Miami. So Javon Holland, safety, 100%. We knew that. Deshaun Elliott, 100% of snaps. That is good. At linebacker, no one saw this coming. Jerome Baker, 100% of snaps. David Long, right. 20, 21%. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, man. I'll, I'll tell you, I would never kind of jump on that. I kept. I don't think either one of us really... We wanted Long to do it, but we never suggested he would be able to no, do it. 100%. We we said stay away. We said yeah, stay away from avoid all of it. that whole shit, man. <laughs> so I know there's a lot of guys out there. Of course, I had a few hit me in myself this week. So, but man, that that that's a tough one there. That that that's like saying no. Yeah, that's a rough start. But we got to remember Miami is very similar to New England where things change week to week. So this is not set in stone, but it's not a good start. That's for sure. I hope Deshaun Elliott stays uh, healthy this whole yes. entire year, man. Uh, yes. Give us something. Right, right. We haven't had a firm other safety in Miami in a minute. That would be awesome. Uh, on the defensive line, Jalen Phillips, 90% of snaps. That's beautiful. Chubb, 88%. That's also real good. Uh, Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, 84 and 80% respectively. That looks real good. Uh, Emmanuel Agba, only 22%. Uh, Van Stinkle, 63%. That's still too much for him. Over on the Chargers, 
Alohi Gilman, 100% of snaps. Derwin James, obviously, 100%. Eric Kendricks, 100%. We knew that. Kenneth Murray, 90%. I don't know if we saw that coming. And that, and then on the pass rush, Bosa, 87%. Max, 75 I kept seeing some blurbs about, you know, they were hyping up Murray again, and he was going to be this and that. I, 90%, I'm pretty sure it didn't match the production. And when you turn around and look at Gilman, you know, he might be turning the strong safety position into something, but he probably isn't considering Derwin James had a down game. These guys are, again, just getting in their motions and such. Uh, Murray starts this way. He finishes this way normally. You know, just keep an eye on him. Don't get too excited. I uh, see. I think we got the rest of it covered. Oh, Wilkinson. The guy played 84% was but was outproduced by Siller. Sealer, I love Sealer down there. He's kind of like my Zach Allen in Denver kind of guy. But with Wilkins, just give him another game or two. Yeah, he's a run stuffer, right? That's where he gets most mm-hmm. of his production with the the 90-something tackles he's got in the last two years. How much running was in that game? None. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Just give it a minute. These guys will be fine. It's going to be a crazy month, folks. That's it, brother. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out by the time playoffs come around. We'll be locked in. Moving on to Patriots Eagles. Uh, we'll start with Philly. So safeties for Philly: Reed Blankenship, ninety-eight percent of snaps. Justin Evans, ninety-six percent of snaps. Terrell Edmonds, only twelve percent. That's interesting. Nicobe Dean injured and out for many weeks. We don't know how many, but quite a few. It's Christian Ellis for now, but they just signed Rashawn Evans, so there's a chance Evans could be the starter as soon as the week after next. We'll keep an eye on that. For the other linebacker slot, Zach Cunningham played 88% of snaps. Uh, On the pass rush, Josh Sweat, 74%. Hassan Reddick, 72%. Graham and Barnett, under 30% each. You can see the young guys are starting to get the playing time, and they're shuffling out the old folks there. That's, That's interesting. It's it, it was bound to happen at some point. And then uh, defensive tackles, Fletcher Cox, 62%. Jalen Carter, 50% as a rookie. That's interesting. And Jordan Davis, 44%. Anything on Philly? Uh, I guess not. I mean, welcome to the league, Jordan Davis. Uh, I hope that keeps working in his favor. And, uh, you know, got to keep an eye on Cunningham, see if he ends up with a green dot or I don't think they want to go in with Christian Ellis. So I, I, I can't imagine Rashawn Evans is actually a pretty hot commodity. He didn't have a bad year last year on film. He he was above par. So he could do this job if at need be, you know, until Dean gets back. And he's uh better and he'll be ready. Yep, that's a good waiver wire move. Grab Evans. If it's if it's not this week, which it won't be because it's a Thursday night game uh, against against the Vikings, it'll be the week after. All right, looking at the Patriots, we had some weird shit this week. Two guys played 100% of snaps. That almost never happens. It was Kyle Duggar, safety, 100%. That makes a little bit of sense. Jawan Bentley, linebacker, 100% of snaps. Not likely to be an every week thing. Other safeties, Gerbil Peppers, 88% of snaps. We'll see if that sticks. Adrian Phillips, only 26%. That's interesting. Uh, on the pass rush, looking pretty good for Matt Judon, 76%. Dietrich Wise, 62%. Devon Godshow, 62%. Josh Uche, only 36%. Very strange there after the year he had last year. 
Uh, and then for corners, um, Marcus Jones, only 36% of snaps after that monster last month of the year he had last year. That's strange. And Marte Mapu, only 14%. Moving on to Seahawks Rams. Uh, let's start with the Rams. So their safeties are now set. No John Johnson to be found. It was Russ Yeast and Jordan Fuller, both at 100% That broke snaps. my heart. I broke my I'm I'm still not over that. I know it's not great, but plenty of season left. We'll, we'll see if Russ East lasts the whole time uh, at linebacker, Ernest Jones, hundred percent of snaps. We expected that uh, Rosenboom, Christian Rosenboom, 67% of snaps, not a bad option for those crazy deep leagues. If you need a linebacker for so far, anyway, Gary, you're going to love this on defensive line. Michael hoked 92% of snaps. That's more than Aaron Donald. Yeah, he played a lot of the preseason, so he was warmed up. I was hoping to see a little bit better production out of him. The advantage with that guy is I think it's MFL or is it Sleeper? He's LBDT and LBDL. You know, it's kind of a weird combination I've seen the other day. But either way, uh, I like that. Aaron Donald, 82% of snaps. He looked good. Looked like him old, his old self. Uh, rookie alert, Byron Young, 84% of snaps on the pass rush. Uh, that's interesting. On the Seahawks, Bobby Wags was back at it. 100% of snaps at linebacker. That's about right. Jordan Brooks, they're easing him back in. Only 64% of snaps in week one at linebacker. At safety, with no Jamal Adams, it was Quandre Diggs, 100% of snaps. Julian Love, 100% of snaps. And on the pass rush, Uchenna Nuosu, 77% of snaps. So everything looking about normal for the Seahawks. And we covered the weird shit on the Rams. Yeah, I just got one little blurb, man. Uh, Riddick. I'm not, I just started doing that, and i got to be honest, you shouldn't be running around and claiming that you had a breakout call on Ernest Jones this year. And last but not least, uh, obviously, Jets and Bills is in progress as we're recording this. We will circle back and give you guys the snaps first thing next week. Uh, but Dallas and the Giants was last night's game. How about them, Cowboys? We'll start with the Cowboys. Uh, no Donovan Wilson for week one. With that in mind, it was J. Ron Curse and Malik Hooker at 76 and 70%. These are going to seem like low snap numbers. It was 40 to nothing. They got to rest. Don't worry about it. Uh, at linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch, 69% of snaps. Damone Clark, 66%. That's decent playing time. The pass rush was all over the place. A lot of these guys got the rest. Parsons played the most out of all the pass rush. Then Sam Williams, then Dante Fowler, then Demarcus Lawrence, then Dorrance Armstrong. So they still have a very strong rotation going there. Uh, looking at the Giants, the safeties were Xavier McKinney, 100% of snaps, and Jason Pinnock, 100% of snaps. The linebackers were Bobby O'Riki, 100% of snaps. Isaiah Simmons, only 26% of snaps. And Micah McFadden, 74%. Joke's on us. Ha ha. <laughs> and, then, and then for pass rush, I don't have any Isaiah Simmons. Fuck that guy. Uh, and then for pass rush, Kevin Th <laughs> gave on Thibodeau, 72% of snaps. Aziz Ojolari, 55%. Uh, and then for DTs, Dexter Lawrence, 64, Leonard Williams, 65. So nothing really out of the ordinary there. Uh, anything else for Giants or Cowboys? No, not really. I think we're getting ready to close this up. Uh, I just want to kind of throw out that whole big thing about 
don't freak out. Stick to your guns. Be flexible. That's correct. That's plenty of season. We'll get it figured out for when it matters. And everyone should be visiting the SGPN merch store as well.